told last week. Let's see if we can remember as far as the review. We talked about secret faults of John Henry Newman. I was trying to think this morning. What were those five again? Uh, so let's see. Can we name? Can we name those five secret faults that John Henry Newman talked about? Like going along with the culture was that one? Right. So custom going around the culture is one of them. Basically, the the culture has a way of of pulling us in, of uh, in line with the stream of the culture that takes our conscience away from what I think is wrong and know is wrong. Over time, the culture just seeks that from me, and now all of a sudden, I've got these secret faults in me that I don't even pay attention to anymore because of the the culture um, and custom has taken me from it. What's another one? Self. Yeah, self self knowledge, right? So. Just a matter of fact of life is so quick, you're at work, you come home, maybe the kids, or you just wanna have the little bit of leisure time that we do have. It takes, it takes energy, it takes emotional energy to, um, to, to think and to have self-knowledge to see where my secret faults, or that's why I have secret faults, is because I don't, I don't give time to something of looking in, into my interior life. Another one is self-love. Right, so it's just easier to say, I'm okay. I don't know if you saw Mark Cernich's post on GroupMe. He had uh, you know, a quote from Peter Crave that said, uh, you know, my, my wife just left me, my kids hate me, my dog died, and everything's just okay, right? We can just, a, a mentality that um, I'm okay, you're okay, and just kind of turns a blonde's eye just for the sake of self-love. And then the third one is good health and high spirits. When things are going well, health is good, everything's fine. We just know this to be very true, that things are, um, we have a less of a tendency maybe to turn to God and to look in, have an interior look when good health is there, spirits are high. And then the last was, is the force of habit, right? Over time, initially my conscience did bother me when I did this, I knew it was wrong. I don't want to do it, and my conscience really bothered me, but over time, the habit of, of sin can get to the point which, right, when we talk about the six states of the soul, eventually, and Aquinas was really strong about this, he's like, you got the virtuous man, right, remember the virtuous man, he knows the good, there's no struggle, and he chooses to do the good. The continent man, he knows the good, there's a struggle in him, that's, mo that's, that's most of us, right? Hopefully, on our good days, there's a struggle in us, and then we choose the good. And then on our worst days, we know the good, there's a struggle, and we choose to not do the good. We do the wrong. And Aquinas is like, never think that you're not going to go from the continent man to the vicious man. The vicious man knows the good, there's no struggle in him anymore, and he just freely cho chooses to do the bad. The brutish man is very uncommon, right? The brutish man doesn't know the good, there's no struggle, and he chooses to do the wrong. But be on guard with the power of habit, Aquinas says. That habit can lead you to be a vicious man real quick. So be on guard of that. So with, with that in mind, I thought a good progression is to talk about sin and sin in the essence of uh, the root of sin and the importance of of not just staying on the top of a uh, Jesus a lot of times describes the spiritual life as a tree. It's easy for us to stay on top of the tree and not go towards the roots. So 
One passage here is um, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 15. It says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but in, inwardly are ravenous wolves. Which, you know, applies to us fit shepherds, right? The origins of fit shepherds, John chapter 10, is we want to model ourselves after the good shepherd and not the hireling. Right? What the hireling does is when things get tough, the, the, the wolf comes, the, shep- the hireling is just like, ah, oh, he works for little pay, just kind of menial work. And then the wolf comes, it's like, well, I'm not that invested. I'll just flee. If the hireling flees, the sheep have no chance. They're devoured by the wolf, right? Where well, we want to be fit shepherds, modeled after the good shepherd Jesus. And what does, the, what does the good shepherd do? What does the fit shepherd do? He lays down his life in a sacrificial way. He gets more invested into things. He gets more invested into his family. He gets more invested into his children's lives. He gets more invested in his work. He gets more invested in whatever trial or uh, tragedy that faces him. And he goes full bore into it and says, I, don't, I said, I'll lay down my life completely in, in a sacrificial way. Verse 16, you will know them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorns or figs from thistles? So every sound tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears evil fruit. A sound tree cannot bear evil fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will know them by their fruits. So again, I gotta take a drink here before I pass out. Uh, <laughs> okay, I think I'm okay. Um, again, scripture this is one time, multiple times. Uh, the the scriptures talk about the spiritual lives to a tree. So again, in this passage, Jesus says that a good tree. It cannot bear bad fruit. A bad tree can't bear good can't bear bear good fruit. Elsewhere in John chapter fifteen, right? John chapter fifteen. Jesus is the true vine. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch of mine that bears no fruit, He takes away, and every branch that bears that does bear fruit, He prunes, that it may bear bear more fruit. So parts of our lives bear good fruit. Parts of our lives bear bad fruit. And that we know that Jesus wants to look at those parts of our lives that bear bad fruit, right? We're a mixed bag, right? The parable that Jesus has of the wheat and the wheat, the wheat and the, the weeds. Because he's merciful, he doesn't come in and just uproot all the wheat. He knows we're mixed bags. We've got good and bad. Our will is bent, as we said last week. So thanks be to God, he doesn't come in and just root it up. He lets it grow. And at harvest time, he'll, he'll, he wants to keep pruning us out and pruning out that, the, the weeds. But he does want to prune. And what we typically do right in our, in our lives is we, we stop with giving Jesus the fruit off the tree. Right? We'll go to confession or we'll repent. And we'll hand Jesus the apple from the tree, which is good. We're called to do that. But if we continue, if you take an apple off of a tree, what happens to that tree? What's going to happen in that spot where you just plucked an apple from? Another apple's going to come, right? So oftentimes we just go to confession or we repent of a sin 
and it's just we stay on the top of the tree and we just give Jesus the give Jesus the apple and then we fall and we just give Jesus an apple we give Jesus the apple and then maybe it just keeps build it just keeps growing that that other apple and so the only way to get rid of the apple is to go down to the root of the tree now this is crucial in the spiritual life and oftentimes I mean number of different ways to look at this but the root of the tree we can say are the seven deadly sins so I mean in the, the root of all sins right this the, the church fathers and the, the saints would say is the root of all the seven deadly sins we could say is pride and I guess we could I would we would say or we can say that under every sin we have are our area our, area in our lives where we've been wounded Right, so from from the spot of sin, or I'm saying, from the spot of woundedness, is where we sin, and we do that usually in two ways of coming up with beliefs and vows. And so we can maybe parse this out more in different time, but this is really helpful to look at. Um, you look at it in the sense of a of a concentric circle. Alright, so that says wound. <laughs> Belief. Vow. Okay, so oftentimes, right, there's the wound that that pierces our that that happened in, to our life or to us, um, because we're communal again. Often, we totally underestimate, and in our culture today, we're so individualistic and thinking like um, even someone in our family being like my sister, my sister-in-law. Like that's just who they. That's just it's who they are. Well, they're who they are because of they're who they are because of of how they've been in some in some sense we can say of what um what's been said to her or done to her or not said to her or um not done to her as a as a community as a community as a family right so there's a wound that that can they take place so take for an example of your father one's father leaves them when they were a child right their their father abandons them so there's the wound that's that pierces the heart that's with them now as they get older. That's painful. So in order to protect that pain or that wound and to not really confront it, we subconsciously we build a belief around it. That belief is can be in that case like I'm not lovable, right? I'm not cared for. I'm not worthy. I'm damaged goods. Confronting that belief is painful. So we build another wall around that is a, like a vow. And that vow is a, it, it's a, it's a strong statement that resorts to self-reliance, uh, which keeps us from Christ. And so in this case, it can be and it can be a good thing. The vow can be a good thing, but it steers towards self-reliance. So that vow may be I'm never going to be like my father. Or 
I'm not gonna make myself vulnerable. Um, and so, getting to, right, the, that's a tree, right? <laughs> 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 uh, what? He said a Picasso yeah. tree. <laughs> so the fruits of my tree may look like just on the on, on top of the tree again, but as long as I'm just addressing the sins up here, I'm not getting, I'm not addressing the root of the sin or maybe the wound down here, and I'm just handing Jesus the apple. Um, and if we don't deal with the deeper roots, like that that wound that wound remains, and Jesus wants to bring healing. And we need to trust that his power can do it. The temptation is, the problem is, is that, like, especially if it's a sin that we've been struggling with for a long time, it's very quick just to think, to have this defeatism attitude. And then we beat ourselves more. The Satan knows that that's a weak spot in our armor, and he just, he's like, that's you. Like, there subconsciously even a defeative imagination of this is who I am is I've always struggled with it I'm always going to struggle with it it's just part of my will being bent that's contrary to the Christian understanding we've been redeemed in Christ by the precious blood of the Lord meaning he can heal and I can change it can happen so to the extent that we stay up in the tree and just have this defeatism attitude of like I can't defeat this so I just maybe I, I feel like maybe the Lord just wants to emphasize that overall of anything this morning of maybe spend time with the Lord and just ask him of where maybe I am have this sense of defeatism in me I've always struggled with this I always will struggle with it and maybe three steps here to leave us with ask Jesus to reveal us the habit of our sins. Maybe the one that we confess over and over and over again and we repeat, we repeat over and over again. And then with Jesus, a really important step is to see with him what my attitudes are, what my feelings are, like prior to and during that moment of, of maybe the habitual sin. That takes, that's contrary to the secret faults. That takes an incredible amount of courage to do that. Of what are my feelings what are my thoughts we can even look back to the last time we've done it or in the moment or even right after the fact think back what were my attitudes my thoughts my feelings and desires at that point and just have that there and then with those uh, maybe having with Jesus revealing those thoughts attitudes um, desires um, that's I mean, was not under not overstated to say it's it's hero it's heroic to face those demons right it's heroic to to make that move 